guys, I'm Julia, certified personal trainer, corrective exercise specialist, macro coach and nutritional guru, mental health advocate and fighter, and lead trainer of Burn Boot Camp of Clifton Park. I'm here to get real with you. I truly believe the mind and the body are connected on so many levels. Here, we'll discuss the true battles with mental health and how to overcome fitness motivational blocks, as well as how to focus on the little things in life and achieve a happier, more confident you. In the end, to get to where we want to be, it's the mindset that matters most, focusing on having a positive perspective. So let's make today a great one. And remember, it could always be worse. Hey team, and welcome to another episode of the It Could Be Worst podcast. I'm your host, Julia, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you again so much for being here, and hope you're having a fantastic day, a fantastic week, wherever you are in the week. If you're listening to this on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, hope it's a good one. Last week was a crazy week. I don't think I've been this sore in so long. Um, I had a, a, just an amazing week of workouts. I felt super energized, super just awesome and I'm definitely feeling a little tired today and on the weekend but pushing through pushing through guys had some fun had some relaxing time and that's what it's all about so we got exciting things coming off about burn this week um some things going with like headquarters and I'm getting like checklisted as a trainer so that's a little nerve-wracking but it's all to make the gym grow. It's all, you know, all good things that are coming this way for burn. So it might be a little stressful for me this week, but we're going to push through it, going to push through it. So yeah, I hope you're having a fantastic day. Um, I know last week's episode, people loved, loved, love, love. What, what is a macro all about macros? We just dived into like literally a sliver of everything. So this week I just wanted to add on to that so if you didn't listen to last week's episode definitely jump on there go on there listen to it it's filled with golden nuggets of information that um, even if you've tracked for years or know about nutrition I don't know there might be something new and fun and exciting uh, that you possibly learn if you're new to macros definitely definitely listen to that episode Um, it just gives you a good understanding of the beginning of macronutrients and everything so here we go I guess I can call this episode two of that (laughs) just adding on to everything Um, so if you started tracking if you're on this you know world of macronutrients whether you are tracking every day you're not tracking every day whatever it is um, you know it's one of those things that you know, we just have to have trial and error with, we have to keep going. The, the longer we're consistent with it, the better those results will be. You know, I am constantly dealing with like clients and members each week who are hitting a plateau or just reaching a plateau or they're feeling stagnant with their progress. Let me tell you something. If you're there right now, if you're like, you know, I'm trying, I'm really trying, but nothing is moving. Keep going. Find what works for you. Like I said, sometimes it's hard. It's hard for us to find what exactly is the best method to get to where we want to be, to find the thing that works, to find the the balance of foods that that work for us and the intensity of our workouts, the schedule of our workouts. Um, you know, just always take into effect, you know, your mental health guys, always take into effect that that matters too. That matters big time. So, um, in this episode, you know, I'm going to talk about mistakes I've seen 
with tracking, some tips and tricks with tracking, some tips and tricks with eating out. Um, and also diving into more of, you know, not just tracking, understanding that there's other things to do besides tracking macros that have worked for me as well and worked for other clients as well. You know, I always want to tell you guys that I am not the type of coach. I am not the type of trainer that's like, it's this way or the highway. Cause I just don't believe in that. I believe that you have to find the right balance for your lifestyle. Everyone's different. Everyone's day is different. Everyone's stress level is different. Everyone's sleep is different. We're all just different creatures and we have different things going on. So it's like, sometimes the thing that works for me is not going to work for you. And that's okay. You know, it's taken me a long time to figure out my body. It's taken me a long time to figure out, you know, what foods have worked for me. But, you know, it's like I said, you have to trust that process. It's a very cliche thing to say. It is, but you have to, you have to just accept that this may not be easy, that this may not be black and white, that there's not going to be one thing that works for everybody. That's not how it works. Um, you know, the one thing I, I don't believe in, I don't believe in diets. I don't believe in crash diets. I don't believe in things with a number. So I don't believe in like the, the whole 30, the 75, the 21 day fix, like that stuff just, it doesn't make sense to me because, you know, if you're saying for 21 days, you're going to fix it. Well, what happens to the other 21 days? Like it's, you know, it's supposed to say it's going to help create a lifestyle change, but I'm telling you one thing, a lifestyle change is not going to happen in 21 days. No, <laughs> it's going to take a lot longer than that. It's going to take a lot of process than that. And also a year from now, you might be completely different metabolically. You know, it's just sometimes the thing that worked last year is not going to work this year. <laughs> Some other things are going to come up. Um, maybe you're pregnant. Maybe you just had a baby. Like maybe, you know, you got a relationship. Maybe your mental health isn't okay. And you're just, your hormones are different. Everything is different. Your schedule is different. Like, all of that stuff matters. And that's why I, I truly believe in just learning about food and learning about all this stuff. Cause at least if you have the knowledge of it, cause then you can find, you know, the route that is going to, that is going to make sense for you. And also the more knowledge you have of something, the more you'll succeed at it. So that's really how I look at it and understanding that yes, mental health is super important in all of this. I truly, and you know, this is my philosophy that the mind and body are one, that if your mental health is not, you know, where it should be, or I'm not, I don't really want to say that, but it's like, it's, it's not okay. If you're not taking your care of yourself that way, then everything else isn't going to follow. So we have to find that balance and keep that stress, that anxiety low and understand that if we're going through a low, if we're going through a rough patch with our mental health, that, you know, this may be a little tougher and we have to prepare for that. Okay. So, you know, you know, just getting that out in the open that it's, I'm sorry, I don't have a formula for you. Like if you do this, this, and this, you're going to lose 20 pounds by March. You know, it's just, nope, that's not, it's not realistic. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so there we are, here we are. Um, you know, I've been on this journey for a long time and I've seen a lot of different people and I've helped a lot of different people understand their foods. And I've seen so many amazing, amazing things happen. And, I, to be honest with you, too, I've also seen things that haven't happened. I've had clients that, you know, they, they, they struggle, they struggle a lot. And we, it was hard for us to find the way that worked best for them. Um, 
and maybe they didn't lose the 10 pounds they wanted to. Maybe they only lost two, but they, they felt great afterwards. And that, and that's always my goal. Like, I really don't care about numbers. Like if my goal is to make you just feel happier about yourself, then that's all I wanted. That that's how I know that it's working because numbers just cause so much stress and so much anxiety. And I just want you to forget about those numbers and just look at you as a person and realize that when we're old, when we're, when we're going back to putting diapers on, do you think it really matters what the scale says? No, it matters that we have a healthy, a long, a healthy, happy life. That's what matters. So let's dive into this, guys. Let's see what's going on today. Okay, so um, kind of backtracking a little bit, like why, again, macros is so important. Um, and like I said, it's not tracking every day, um, 100% of the day. Like that's not realistic for some people. Some people do that and that works for them. That's awesome. And some people like me just, you know, do it once in a while to kind of reset. And um, some people just do it once and they're like, ah, I didn't really like it at all. Okay, that's fine. We'll we'll dive into more things that, um, that you guys can do when it comes to tracking. Uh, besides tracking, I mean. But why is it important? We all need to understand that if you're, okay, if you're trying to lose weight, um, you need to be in a caloric deficit. What does that mean? <laughs> a caloric deficit, de- deficit, not deficit, deficit, um, means you just burn more calories than you take in. You have your you know, calories in, calories out. You know, I'm sure some of you have heard that before. Um, but do we really understand what that means? Okay. So it's just like, if you, okay, if you, if you burn in throughout the day, 2000 calories a day, if you're in a caloric deficit, you're eating less than that. However, there is a window for that caloric deficit. So learning about metabolism, learning about deficits, um, an easy peasy way that a lot of people do is they just subtract 500 calories maximum, maximum. That's the key. So it's not like if you're burning up to 2000 calories a day, you should be eating 1100 calories a day. Whoa, way stop. Whoa, like way, way too little. No, no, no. That will actually do the thing that you don't want to happen. That'll make you gain weight. So you have to find that sweet spot. Um, a more accurate way to do it is taking like 15 to 20% to start, um, to find your caloric deficit and, if you are really good at math, if you have the time, I do this for one-on-one clients. I actually figure out those specific percentages that work best for their metabolism. So you could be eating like 32.5% of carbs and, you know, really dialing to those numbers. Um, but we don't have to get into that, but that's just a simple way to figure it out. Like understanding your BMR, understanding your if you don't know BMR is your basal metabolic rate. So pretty much how many calories you burn just by sitting there, um, you know, to digest food and all of that stuff to have your heartbeat, um, sleeping. And then you multiply that by all the activity you do and understanding your activity, understanding your intensity. All right. If you work out 45 minutes a day, five times a week, but you sit at a desk, you're really not a super active person. Sorry. <laughs> like, um, if you're on your feet 24 seven a day, um, if your job is like active, like you use your body for your job, like that person may only work out three times a week, but they are way more active and on their feet. So it's understanding that activity, understanding your activity that you put into it. Then that figures out your calories overall. 
and then figuring out your deficit. So making sure that your deficit is in your deficit. You're not going too low. All right. You're not shutting down your metabolism because we don't want that. So um, this is like why I think macros are important. I can't talk to you, important, important and just learning about them um, and just kind of figuring out like what exactly is going on in your body and what exactly that means. Um, And I think last time I said the first step that you should do is just write everything down for a whole week, just track for a whole week. And then um, you can kind of start getting just like an understanding, like I said, of just where you're at and where, um, where things could be missing or where things could, you know, be added to. Um, but think about it this way. So for instance, um, why, like why macros truly matter and learning about them. Let's say if you have a meal, um, or like a day that's, you know, equals out to, let's say 1700 calories. I'm just throwing a number out there. Um, but most of that 1700 calories. So let's say the 1700 calories, you figured out your, your BMR, you figured out your activity, you came up with your maintenance calories, you subtracted 500 and realized, okay, my, my max deficit is 1700 calories. Okay. That's where I'm getting this number from. So I'm in my deficit of 1700 calories. However, learning what that 1700 calories is important. So if that 1700 calories is made up most of fats and carbs, which we learned about last episode, this won't change and help your body composition and get you to where you need to be. So this is why learning about those foods is important. So, um, like I said, if you're eating, if you're finding out mostly carbs and protein and you're, or carbs and fat, and you're not having enough protein, you're not having enough fiber in that 1700 calorie day, then you're not getting a thermogenic meal or like that thermogenic type of food throughout the day to help get you where you want to be. Cause we talked about last time how protein is so important and a lot, like 99% of the time people under eat protein and overeat carbs and fats. So, you know, learn now let's like, dial into really learning how we can correct ourselves from this. How can we make sure that the food in our deficit is the food that we need to be eating? And, you know, we're having a good balance, however, of carbs and fats. They're not saying we're taking rid of them, getting rid of them, but we're, we're understanding them more. All right. So this in the end is just going to help you guys just correct the mistakes (laughs) because mistakes happen. You know, I made so many mistakes when I first started tracking. Um, number one, I would, when I first got into it, like it took me a little bit. I never used to hit my numbers. I was so confused. I'm like, I don't know just how the hell am I going to get this much protein in my day? Like it felt impossible. And then it's like, you get one and then the other two were just off. You're like, come on. And you get so frustrated. You're like, I think I'm doing everything right. Like I'm eating healthy things. Why isn't this working? It, like I said, guys, it's a, it takes, it's just like working out. Sometimes we have to build up our strength and we have to practice and practice and practice till we understand. And, uh, the more you do it, the more you start to memorize your plate. So this is something I always tell my clients is start memorizing your plate. Like, like, look, I'm a very visual person. So like looking at your plate, almost like a picture, if that makes sense. So once you start 
to have your numbers hit. Once you start to like, you know, you're feeling better, you're feeling more energized, you're understanding the proteins that work for you, the carbs that work for you. And now your plate starts to become very familiar and it starts to, you know, it's almost like the same structure, I guess, throughout the day. You'll find like, oh, there's that much protein on my plate. There's this much starch on my plate. There's this much vegetables on my plate. Like it starts to become a picture, a pattern. Um, so that's something I did. I just started to memorize and like look at my plate and not just devour it once it's on the table, like take your time. So that's like another thing too, that we're, we're humans. We want things right now, right away. When we really need to take our time with this and we really need to study it and, you know, um, uh, appreciate it too. appreciate that. So um, I guess that's like a first, a first step when I said to tracking, it's not easy your first time you're going to make mistakes. Um, maybe that first week you just focus on one number at a time. Um, especially if like protein is the hardest thing for you to work. So this, I guess is like a first tip, um, that I, I would say is if your big goal is protein, like maybe make checkpoints throughout the day. Like if, um, I don't know if your goal is like a 130 grams of protein a day, maybe like break it up into like get 30, 30 grams in, in meal one, for instance, like 30 grams right off the bat for your first day and then break up that other hundred throughout the day. So it's like just starting one at a time because the, the, the thing that you don't want is to be overwhelmed and stressed out because that stress is just going to raise cortisol levels and freak you out and make maybe even make you gain weight. And you, we don't want that. We want this to be simple and easy for you. Um, so I, I would say like that is a that's a good tip to start with. Like, OK, I got my deficit. Let's start one at a time and let me break it up. Let me just break it up throughout the day. Um, one thing I, I, I tried to doing when I first started was I tried to make my plate as colorful as possible. So I would, my goal was to have something green in everything that I ate. So in the morning I would always have egg whites and peppers and onions because I love peppers and onions. So I'd always have green peppers and onions in my eggs and then my oatmeal. I think I ate that for like a year straight. And but ha- making sure we're, we have those micronutrients throughout the day. So having those fruits and vegetables throughout the day, um, can really, really help. And some of us who struggle with Hashimoto's, PCOS, hormonal disorders, thyroid things, I have found, re- um, react really well to a plant-based diet. Now this doesn't mean vegan. This doesn't mean like you cut all that stuff out. It just means you have a more abundance of fruits and vegetables in your diet. And I found I reacted very well to that. When I had vegetables all throughout the day, something green with a lot of fiber, like something to help me de-bloat. Because if you feel very bloaty, make sure that your fiber is up. Like um, some ranges say 20 to 30, 25 to 35 grams of protein for women is ideal. Um, so making sure that you have enough, like average I see is like eight to 10 grams of fiber a day for most people. So, um, if you feel very bloaty, definitely check on that, that fiber intake. But I found that I react very well with that. I've never been diagnosed with PCOS. I think I've been misdiagnosed for it. Um, 
I, I'm actually in the process of like going back to the doctor and getting my thyroid checked and stuff because I feel like I have some sort of hormonal thing going on. I don't know if it's adrenal fatigue or what it is, but I found um, the pattern that that really works well for people. So if you struggle with one of those, maybe try doing that, having a more plant-based diet. So that just means finding like those less starchy vegetables, but having more veggies and fruits throughout the day. Don't let them, like like I said, it's not vegan. It's just having more abundance of that. Almost like um, my dad did like Weight Watchers for a little bit and they used to count veggies as like a free meal. Um, I wouldn't say it that way. Like I would still like learn about the macronutrients of them, but you know, just have more of them, <laughs> like throw them in everything. Like that's, that's what I, I would try and recommend um, is doing that. So, okay, let's go back. Let's go back. Where am I? Where am I going? Um, more mistakes, more tips, more tricks. I'm just going to throw out like a, like I said, just a, a bunch of things for you guys. Um, common mistakes too, that I've seen, you know, with tracking. And I think one thing too, I want to talk about is why people can't commit to tracking why this is such a hard thing for us to do sometimes because it is it's hard guys I'm not gonna lie it's tough but as a work it does so a lot of times people tell me that they they tried and they just don't have time for that it's too complicated um it, it it's making them crazy they're too focused on the numbers um blah blah I you know whatever and yeah okay, cool. Like if that does not work for you, if you tried it and it doesn't work, okay. I will say though that with anything, you have to give it like a hundred percent effort. Um, if you go into it half-assing it, it's not going to work. Okay. If you go into this, like saying that you want to make a lifestyle change, you want to do something for yourself, you really want to change and um, you have to make that sacrifice to take the time to learn. Is it going to be like this forever? No. Think about like, this is just a chance for you to learn more about your body, learn more about food. That's really all it is. So sometimes we have to sacrifice. We have to take the time um, and give it our best effort. And I'm just not talking about a week because like I said, guys, this stuff doesn't happen a week. This stuff doesn't happen in 30 days, 21 days, 75 days. It takes time. It really takes time. So give yourself the chance to really go for it. And that kind of goes back to mindset too. Like we have to be in the right mind. We have to be ready. Um, you can't go into this being like, nah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm doing this. But you're really getting like 60% effort. Like if you really want to get into this, you have to get in that mindset. Like prepare for yourself to fail. Learn where your weaknesses are. So you'll know that you, you know, you'll be prepared to to dive them to, you know, not go for them, I guess I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like, I've, I've heard them all. Um, and you know, they're for some people, yeah, it, they don't, they just don't like it. And they tried it, it worked, but they're like, ah, I, I just want something else. But it, but they did gain something from it. I've always said that like people do learn something from it. Um, so that's when at the end, like we'll go into other things that you can do besides just tracking 24 seven. Um, but I guess there, the, the thing I, I see the most is like, if you're going into it just to hit numbers, you're going to fail, you're going to get stressed 
it's not going to work for you. You have to go into this like, no, I'm doing this to learn a lifestyle change. I'm doing this to learn more about like meal prepping. Um, I'm, you know, portion control, like stuff like that. Like that's what it's really about. That's really what it comes down to. There's just numbers behind, <laughs> behind it. Um, and like I said, if you're just hitting to hit numbers, if you're just doing this to hit a number on the scale too, not sustainable. I would tell someone out of the bat that this is not for you. Um, you need to go a different route. And you know, I've, I've had that before where someone has come to me and they're like, I just want to lose 20 pounds by May 15th because I have a wedding. Mm, Nope, this is not going to work for you. (laughs) Sorry. That's not how I work. Um, I take the people that like want to be like, I'm willing to change my life. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to take my time. I'm willing to work hard and I don't care how long it takes. I'm in this for the long haul because I just want to get healthier. I just want to be happier. That's the client I love to work with because I know like, you know, they're going to have tough times and you're going to fail sometimes or you're going to feel like you're failing when you're not, you're just going through something and we all have those obstacles it's more about loving the process and trusting that process. So if you're going into this with a number in mind, yeah, 10 out, like nine out of 10 times, you know, you're going to just get more frustrated and that's not what this is about. Um, it's just learning and the goal of this is just be well-rounded with nutrition. That's all it is. Um, so let's go into more like tips and tricks and how to make tracking and macros and all of this stuff just easier and sustainable. Okay. So especially, I would say, especially in the beginning, especially if you're new to this, planning out the day before. So this can come back to that other tip I just said about like, if you are just starting out and you're overwhelmed and just taking one macronutrient, just focus on that one and plan it out. I usually do it when I used to do it every day, it would be like right before I went to sleep. So I'll be in bed, you know, instead of scrolling through Instagram, instead of scrolling through what's, what's now I feel so old TikTok. Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yesterday I was having a whole conversation with my friends about how old we're feeling. Cause I'm like, I don't know what, like, oh my gosh, what was the lingo? I don't know. I'll think about it, but it was just, I don't know. You just have those moments. You're like, Oh gosh, I see TikTok now and it makes me feel really weird. But, um, I, I, I have been getting into reels. I'm not gonna lie. Cause they, they just look fun. Um, I'm getting off on a tangent. Anyway, um, the night before stop looking on reels and TikTok. plan out your day. <laughs> so when you're sitting in bed, um, you know, just think about what you have in your fridge or if you meal prepped already, just plug them in. Then you don't have to worry about it the next day. So instead of, you know, being like opening your fridge and standing there for 10 minutes, like, okay, what am I going to eat right now? Ugh, I don't really feel like cooking. Ugh, I guess I'll eat this bag of potato chips. No, you already have it planned out and ready. Woohoo! Easy peasy. It saves you time. Super easy. Plan it the night before. One thing I used to do is I would plan my breakfast and my lunch. Well, I eat like two lunches. So <laughs> my breakfast, my first lunch, and my second lunch. And then I'll leave dinner open or I would highball dinner. So what does that mean? That means I would hit my macros as best I can, but sometimes I would go over in portions and I would put that in. So my dinner, let's say like tonight I'm having steak and potatoes and uh, green beans. I would round up, I would say I'm eating nine ounces of steak. Um, I'm eating 
let's I don't know like seven ounces of potatoes and um a cup and a half of green beans like I'll just like say crazy portions so my my macronutrients would be a little bit over and then when the time comes and I'm actually at dinner um you know if if I'm over then I'm like okay I I know I'm over so I'm going to take some of this down but if I'm under it makes me just like, okay, I got my day down. And once you get to cooking and you realize like, oh, this is only six ounces of steak and that's actually right on the dot. I don't know. It helps me mentally when I'm like, okay, if I went and I tell my clients to do this, if you go like five to 10% over, it's not going to kill you. Okay. It's not a big deal because um, I know I talked about this last time that a food label can be like 20% off. That means it's calories can be like over 50 or under 50 everything is not a hundred percent. And same thing with my fitness pal, like the app is like a Wikipedia. So anyone can write anything on there. So that's number one, but you know, I, that's what I would do. Or sometimes I would just leave dinner blank because sometimes I don't have a plan or I get home from work at eight 30 at night. I'm like, well, okay, let's just see what I have in the fridge prepared and ready to go. And I'll get that done. So it's like, sometimes it just helps to, um, just, you know, plug in the ones that, you know, a hundred percent are going to be awesome. Like I usually have the same breakfast every day. Lunch actually has been varying, but it's, you know, pretty much one of three things. Um, so I'll plan it out and I'll put it in the night before. Or, and like I said, sometimes I'll leave dinner blank or I'll like overestimate. Um, and you know, if I'm a little bit under, then I'm like, okay, but I rather, I always tell people I'd rather you be over than under calories. Like I, I, if you're hitting like 1500 calories, but you're ending up eating like 11, like that's way too under. All right. You've got to, you got to plan to eat enough throughout the day as well. Um, so another way to make things easier and sustainable is finding the foods. Okay. That are flexible, manipulatable. Is that a word? Manipulable. I don't know. (laughs) So things that are like easy to add to, easy to take away to. The hardest thing to track probably number one is like a soup or like a casserole because I don't care who you are. You can sit there and try and eyeball it. You're probably 100% wrong with everything because there's so many things in it and you just don't know their variables. So think of things that are easy to, to change like a taco bowl, for instance, tacos so easy because everything's kind of breaking up your meats over here your vegetables over here your your carbs are over there so I can easily add to some take away some things that are, are just easy to plan easy to play with um you know we make a lot of things that's like steak potato vegetable or chicken the corn on the cob vegetable or rice like I, I I think I've been doing this for so long that just a lot of my meals are that way do I have meals that aren't that way for sure um like honestly like a spaghetti squash pasta um your sauce and your meat that's something that's easy to play with easy to manipulate um and I tell people too don't make everything together make everything separate because let's say you have leftovers of my taco bowl, but tomorrow you, I don't know, you want to throw that taco meat on spaghetti squash and put a little sauce on it. Now you can, cause it's like you made it separate. And if you put it all together, it's going to be harder to track. Does that make sense? Like 
keeping things apart will help it help you be able to get those measurements down and understand you know the food broken up so casseroles oh my gosh so hard soups super hard even stews i mean you can break up stew <laughs> it sounds weird talking about you can break up stew but you can um you know break it apart like put it in different categories profit put it in all different types of tubawares you know this is the protein tubaware this is my vegetable tubaware this is my rice and starch tubaware you know and then just grab it and go um that's something to think about pre-logging easy peasy lemon squeezy the simplest thing to do what do i have next on my list um oh yeah take your big bowl take your big goal and break it apart um i think that's super easy and timing so understanding timing with yourself um the best success i've seen are those that eat every two to three hours you know, they're working number one on getting their metabolism up, but having their macronutrients down and having that protein spread out throughout the day. I always get, oh my God, I feel so much. I feel so hungry now. I feel like I just want to eat everything. That's actually a good thing. You don't want to be like full. <laughs> you don't want to be throughout the day. I'm like, oh, I, um, oh wow, it's three o'clock. I, I probably should eat something. That's actually not a good thing. You actually, like, when I finish a meal, I'm still like, okay, I, I can probably still eat more, but I don't. <laughs> At least I try not to. Um, but no, like, when I'm really trying to hit my deficit or I'm, I'm really trying to lean out, I stop my portions. Um, and, you know, I, I want to have that satisfied feeling. I'm not starving, but I'm not like, ugh, I have a stomach ache because I'm so full. And I'm the type of person that I can eat eat guys um like ryan is a little over 200 pounds he's a big dude <laughs> at dinner like we'll have this he'll make my plate and it looks just like his and i'll eat it too like i should i should not be eating as much as a 200 pound guy okay six foot guy like that's mm, that's not right um but I can, I just have, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I just have the thing where I can just eat a lot. Like if you were my friend <laughs> growing up, I was always shocked. Like my girlfriends would like, we would go out to dinner and they would have like two bites of something and be like, Oh God, I'm full. And then I would be the friend and be like, okay, I'll finish that for you. Like I would eat mine and then I'll eat my friends because I just, I can eat. I don't know if it's like growing up with two brothers or what it is, or my family is just eaters, but I'm the type of person that I could eat a lot. So for me, it's really like stopping myself, being like, Julia, no, this is what's right for you. Stop. You don't need two plates. One is good. Um, and sometimes I just get, that just gets overwhelming. And then I just, I feel so much better throughout the day once I do that and I stop my portion. I'm like, oh, you know, I feel just like less bloated. I feel less sluggish. Like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely one that could be in a caloric surplus all the time. Like it's so easy for me. Um, and some of us just under eat too much. They're just not hungry. They'll eat little, like they'll, they're like birds. They'll just eat beep, here and there, beep, here and there. Um, I wish I was that way, but I'm not like, I, I can have like five big meals throughout the day. So we're all different. Um, so, so for some of us, like it's the struggle of cutting back. And for some of us, the struggle of adding and like feeling that, oh my gosh, I have to eat a full meal right now. It's like adding those calories in. So it just takes time. And I just found like, if you get into the habit of eating every two to three hours, like when I first started getting into this, I would set a timer. I'd be like, oh, it's time to eat. I would literally do that because I could forget or 
I would get busy and I was like in college at the time and um, I just wanted to, I really just wanted to work on that metabolism and work on like making myself stronger and I was leaning out and oh my gosh, it works so well. I never, I would wake up at 4 a.m. and just be like ready to go and I would be starving when I woke up. That's another sign too that your metabolism's like really working is that if you wake up hungry, um, I do now, I, I always wake up like I'm just hungry at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> so um, not as much as it used to be. So I know like I need to work on that, but that's another thing too. Um, okay, I got a little tangent there, but going on to more common mistakes. So mistakes with tracking I've seen all the time. Um, I know I said this before about my fitness pal, like things cannot be 100% accurate. So it's really good to double check. For instance, I remember I had this client who um, she was like, I don't get it. I'm going over my fats every day, but I'm not eating bad. So I looked and I forget what it was. I don't know if it was like almonds or peanut butter. I don't know. It was something like very simple. And I was, and I looked at it and it was saying she was eating like a hundred grams of fats a day. And I was like, whoa. And like one day it was like 200. I was like, holy crap. Like that, I would like be in the bathroom all day if that happened to be and just to find out that the entry that she was using was just way wrong it was like she was putting in way too many servings or like her servings were just off like one serving let's say is like 30 grams so she had like five servings in there and it's like no 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 no, that's not a serving and so it's like understanding how to read a food label like honestly like taking your time to read labels when I go into a grocery store like I'll sit there and I'll compare and contrast and like I'll check to see what macros are better but like learning that and learning what a serving size is so always double check if something is like totally off like a huge number is sparked somewhere like mm, red flag um that probably means either servings are off or the entry you have is is off if you didn't like scan it in um so just always, just always double check those things. Um, and like I said, if you want to try another app, there's other apps out there. Go for it. Give them a whirl. See if they work better for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, another big thing is people just eyeball a lot, a lot. Let me tell you the difference of when I eyeball tracked and actually like weighed everything. A huge difference. It's almost like you feel guilty in a way you're like, oh crap, like that's totally not a tablespoon or this is not a medium banana. Um, So if you see things like that that say like medium banana or large avocado, um, a dash of this, er, it's not accurate at all. Um, So your eyeball skills, I'm sure they're pretty cool, but they're not really the best thing to do for tracking. If you really, 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 really want to dive into this and get like hardcore into it, buy a food scale. Mine was $10 off Amazon. It's actually like dying. I'm kind of really sad. I've had this thing for years and it's like, it's really dirty. Like there's just food like (laughs) crusted into it. It's time for a new one. And there's really cool ones out there now. So get a food scale. It's super simple. I would just always like put my plate on it and then I would just add until I hit the things I needed grams ounces those things are what are going to be the most accurate Um, even cups tablespoons those things are better they're not the best I know sometimes it's like we can't you know we just don't have time or um, it's just easier to measure the tablespoon 
you know, whatever. But, um, you know, I would always go grams and ounces when I track that way. Let me tell you, like my plates look different. Um, just, I was so on top of it. Like this is when I was just like a hundred, like, I, I mean, 110% into it. Like I was, I was competing. So like I had like a serious goal in mind. Um, you know, but I will say eyeballing, I don't do that because I'm usually wrong. And when I eyeball, I always go for the bigger one. I'll always hit the large banana or a large avocado. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's not right. Um, and test it out, like test your medium banana, then get your food scale and actually weigh it and see if the macro, like if it's 130 calories, but your medium banana is actually like 150, you're like, oh snap. I mean, that's a big difference. So it's like, it's good to always think about that. Get your food scale, play around with it. It gets easier and easier the more you do it. Um, one question I get a lot is dry versus cooked. So um, so pr- pretty much what this means is like raw versus cooked. Okay. So it's like one has water in it and one doesn't that, I mean, that's like the simple way to do it. Um, so I guess I've seen some like different opinions on this. I, I usually just try and stick to the same thing all the time. So like if you're having chicken multiple times a week, like measure chicken cooked, if that's how you do it. That's usually how I do it. Um, and make sure when you're looking in your app that it's cooked chicken. Like sometimes you're putting in raw chicken. Um, so it's just double check the entry that you have make sure it's accurate. Check it with your food label because and see what it says. And if it's different, like then what you scan it in, that might be the raw one. Um, just try and be as consistent as you can. Um, rice, I usually do cooked. Um, I, I mean, I usually do all my stuff cooked. It's just easier for me. Um, I mean, you honestly can, it's, it's not a huge deal. Um, I, I just really think consistency is what you need for that. So, um, I don't really have like the best answer. Like I've literally heard so many, some people out there are like, no, you have to do everything raw and this is the only way. Uh, it's, it's really not a, a big change in it. So, um, yeah. So that's why I say, um, let's see what I have. My Yep. Okay. Got that. Woo. Guys are flying through this. Oops. My computer just made a noise. I don't know if you heard that. Um, so let's see, I guess when it comes to like the next step in like tracking and everything, um, and like other things that you can do for tracking. So like I said, some people get very stressed out. They don't think it's working for them. They don't have time for it. They just get too focused. And I get that. I really do. I mean, I don't track 110% every day. So how, what are other things that we can do? What are some ways that we can make this more sustainable. Like for instance, going out to eat and stuff like that. So, um, uh, like for, for going out to eat and stuff. And I kind of go back to this with like your plate, understanding portion control, understanding how your plate is made. So start memorizing it, start seeing what works best for you. Even if you want to figure out your macros, you figure out what it is for the day to be in your deficit. You make your breakfast, lunch, and dinner that fit your macros. So you pretty track the night before you do it the next day. And then you look at your plate and see your portion sizes. A simple way that I tell people, um, is like the palm of your hand 
stick is usually about like four to six ounces. Um, the all four of your fingers together, um, that could be your starch. All right, could be like a quarter to a half of a cup. Your full fist is usually a little bit to a cup or a little bit over. So that could be like your vegetables. And then the, your thumb, the tip of your thumb can be your fats. Right? It's like a, like a tablespoon. So it's like a simple way if you want to go by that. That's like a simple way just to get a, at least a balanced portion down. Um, and just like I said, the more colorful the plate is, the more diverse the plate is, but have your protein be your staple and have everything else kind of flow around it. Um, you know, that's like the easiest thing to do. Some other tricks is like eating off of smaller plates. It sounds really weird, but like there's big plates and little plates, getting the littler plate and filling it up with your portion. So the palm of your hand, all of that stuff and sticking to it. Make sure you're drinking water while you're eating. Eat before or drink water before, during, and after your meal. Sometimes we are dehydrated rather than hungry. And we're mistaking that, that we're hungry. And we ended up eating and snacking. So make sure you're drinking water throughout the day because that is maybe a sign that you're actually dehydrated rather than that. Um, Some tips and tricks for eating out. So this goes with tracking as well as not tracking, as well as just like, I just want to be better at, you know, when I'm eating out. Number one, I will say that the, the ones that cut out eating out, like right off the bat, um, and, and really start working on their goals that way, like, yeah, you're, you're going to have great success with that. Do you have to cut out eating out all the time? No, I would say we eat out once, maybe twice a week. Um, and, but it's like learning, like if you worked in a restaurant too you probably know like sometimes what people cook with just know that it's it's not it's going to be harder to track it is because you're you don't know exactly what's going on back there what they're cooking with um but you know there's ways around it so some let's go through some so number one that you can do at home is check the menu check where you're going out to eat your girlfriends are texting you like hey guys oh my gosh we need to get together i miss you guys so much like let's go hang out and they all want to go to brunch okay and they pick a place cool let me just check the, the menu beforehand so you check the menu you see a good option for you see something that has a lot of protein in it um, you know, waffles and chicken, fried chicken are probably not the best thing. Maybe I'll go for the omelet and ooh, I can substitute egg whites, like start just like learning the menu and seeing if there's a good option for you. Um, sometimes menus now have macros on there. So that's pretty cool. So plug them in, um, and make sure the day like after or before wherever you're going out to eat is, you know, where it should be. So some people don't track on the weekends and I don't either. However, this doesn't mean it's a free for all. It doesn't mean that you can just go off and, you know, do whatever you want to do on the weekends. You, you have more chocolate, you, you, you have the chicken and waffles and then you drink 5 million beers throughout the day. It doesn't mean that like, if you're really trying to hit a goal, you have to make sure the rest of your day is pretty standard to the plate that you have during your macronutrients. So don't think of macro uh, the weekends of the free for all. If you don't want to track, if you don't, if you want to be more lenient on the weekends, that is okay. But it's not like you're off. Um, so making sure the meals beforehand, afterhand are still on track for you. Um, I mean, your numbers are probably going to be off. They're not going to be a hundred percent if you are tracking throughout the weekends or whenever you're going to eat. Just be mentally prepared for that. Okay, you're n- you're not always going to be perfect, and that's okay. 
Okay. Think of the week as a whole. All right. If I'm going out to this to dinner this week, I'm going to have a couple glasses of wine. Remember that alcohol is like that secret fifth macro or um, fourth macronutrient. Like it's made up of carbs and fats. So control those throughout the day. Cut out those throughout the day a little bit more. If you know you're going to be drinking alcohol later, when you're drinking alcohol, make sure you're eating more protein with it. All right. Usually we want to eat chips, queso, you know, mac and cheese, all that stuff. But make sure you're eating more protein when you're drinking the alcohol. It'll just help you, you know, fill up number one, but it'll help you metabolize it better. And you'd rather have more protein in your system and veggies in your system than all that other junk uh, while you're consuming the alcohol. So think about that. Um, get your workout in. That's an easy thing that you can do. Make sure you're moving. If you know you're going to party hard this weekend, be like, okay, I instead of taking Saturday off, I'm going to get up, I'm going to go camp, and I'm going to do it. And that's something I did. <laughs> so, you know, just know like that extra workout can help. That extra movement throughout the day can help. Um, water. Ooh. Make sure you're hydrated, especially when you're going out to eat. This is my, this is one thing that I'm really bad at. Ryan always tells me, drink your water. Number one, it's free water. Drink it. But water, like I say, will help you stay full before, during, and after a meal. So make sure you're drinking that water. Like take a couple big sips. Um, and it'll help you stay hydrated. If the server or if there's bread that comes and you're really trying to, number one, you know yourself. You know if there's bread on that table and there's whipped butter on that table, you're going to freaking want it. Like me. If you go to Texas Roadhouse and they have that cinnamon butter, oh, so freaking good. But I know I have some goals. So be like, hey, I don't need the bread. We're not going to eat it. Save it for another table. Plus, they're just going to waste it. Don't even get it. Don't even get it. Just ask them to take it away. Be like, no, I don't need bread. Ta-da! You just saved, you just dodged a bullet. It's not even there in front of you. Um, so that's a simple thing today. And I was a server. 99% of the time, your server can help you out. They can switch things out. Number one, learn your server's name. Be nice to them, okay? Um, and be like, hey, instead of french fries, could I have a salad with it? Hey, instead of french fries, can I have sweet potato fries? Hey, um, is there a turkey burger option? Can I take out the bacon on my burger? Ask your server. Like, tell them, can I? Can you do substitutions? They don't care. <laughs> They're not doing it, but they can totally do it. They would rather do that for you. Gluten-free options, all that stuff. Um, another trick I used to do is I used to get the to-go box right away. If I saw my portion was huge, and you guys know, and I know myself, that I can eat like a six-foot, 200-pound man that I'm like, okay, right off the bat, I'm going to put half of this in this to-go box and I'm just going to focus on the food now that's left on my plate. So you take half of that burger, you take those fries and you just put them away. So you don't even look at them. And now I'm like, okay, here it is. This is my meal now and that's for later. So it's just a way that you can control yourself from overeating. Um, if you're an overeater like me, um, put all of your dressings on the side when restaurants do dressings they do a lot of it so you can ask for extra dressing but do it yourself like learn learn your portions um understand your portions and learn what was best for you and that's just a simple way to do it um sauces and stuff um if you like are going oops out to eat somewhere 
you know, your creamy sauces are the ones you want to stay away from. They have way more fats in it, uh, like your Alfredos, your ranches, uh, things like that. Actually, your marinara sauces are better. Your oil and vinegars are way better, way lower in calories than those creamier sauces. Appetizers, all right, if there's appetizers, um, you always choose something that says like steamed, roasted, poached, the fried, the crispy, that stuff is a no-no. Some other easy peasy things you can do is, of course, skip dessert. Um, You can also get an appetizer as a meal because their portions are usually, you know, more realistic and smaller. Um, And when it comes to alcohol, like always beer and wines are going to have way more of those sugars of carbohydrates in them. Their calories are going to be higher. You know, if you like liquor, get the easy peasy, like, you know, I've been seeing easy peasy a lot, like low calorie mixers, like club soda and lime. Um, I love margaritas. Ask them to make it like simple syrup and lime juice. Don't get that gross sour mix stuff. Um, yeah, just think about those things and have fun though. Like, you know, a lot of times like people ask me and they'll see me they're like you're going out to dinner and you're eating pizza and you're having a beer yeah man I'm human like it's okay <laughs> like it's okay to be human sometimes if you're going through however a big change a big healthy lifestyle change you need to cut those things down you do once you get to a point where you're feeling comfortable you're feeling happier you're more consistent you can start bringing those things back in all right. Does it take time? It does. It does. It does take time. Um, but those are just some simple, simple tips and tricks for eating out. Um, and if you're not tracking, like sometimes the simplest little tiny thing that you change, you'll start feeling different. Like I had a client that, you know, she started getting into macros cause she wanted to learn about food and she thought cheese was mostly made of protein. I was like, no, cheese is mostly made of fats. Is there protein in it? Yes, but that's not the most dominant macronutrient in it. Fat is. So she started cutting back on cheese big time, like having cheese in every meal to having cheese like maybe once a day. And she lost 10 pounds just by doing that, just by that simple little change in learning about her food. And she did not track macros. I didn't figure out macronutrients for her. Like we literally just like, sat down. She like kept a food log for a week. We learned what she was eating. And I saw this pattern and I was like, there's a lot of cheese going on. She's like, well, yeah, that's protein. I'm like, Mm-mm, oh no. And that little change in getting more healthy, lean proteins in her diet and adding more fruits and vegetables, like right off the bat, that little change helped big time. So that's why I'm saying like learning about this stuff is so beneficial. It can teach us so much understanding your plate, your portions, what works best for you. That is a thing. If you are getting into tracking, like really dialing in on how you track, like really making it like think of yourself as an A plus student as you track, like don't cheat. (laughs) Don't be that D plus student. Like, no, I want a B plus A minus A students when it comes to my tracking. And I will tell you the ones that do that, that take the time, that pre-plan, that get those meals in every two to three hours that really understand and trust the process. And, you know, they slow things down. They're not focusing on a number. They're just focusing on changing their lives around. Those are the ones that have the most progress. Those are the ones that, you know, they really see a difference. And 
it's really awesome. And it's like, it's not easy. It's not easy. None of this stuff is easy, but you know, it's, it's just a learning, a learning thing. And in the end it's fun. And in the end you can have that better relationship with food, that healthy relationship with food. If we just learn a little bit more, um, so that that's that's pretty much what I got for you guys today. I hope that was really informational. I hope we got some golden nuggets and stuff. Um, and yeah, I hope you you know found something new. But that's what I got all in my notes today. And I guess I'll leave off with too that you know um, I I've I'm still learning a lot about all of this stuff. You know, I'm I'm not a dietitian. I'm not anything about that, but. Um, you know, I will say too that where I am with myself now, like I gained almost 30 pounds after my mom passed away and dealing with COVID and all this stuff. And I haven't weighed myself in like two months. I'm not sure where I am and I don't really care. I've just been going off of how I'm feeling. I'm feeling a lot more leaner. I'm feeling better in my clothes for summertime. I, I feel like my face has like toned up a little bit. I don't, I don't feel like puffy anymore and not puffy, like in a whatever way, but like inflamed. Like I, I was feeling very inflamed. Like I just felt like very bloated all the time that my body was just like, not okay. We were just not on the same page and I'm starting to feel back to that way. And how did I get there? I started, just writing things down again, tracking where I was at. And I, and I was noticing just, I was overeating big time. I was eating around like 24 to 2,500 calories a day. Um, and not the good calories. I was very low on protein. I was over in my carbs. I was way over my fats. I was drinking a lot more and it was just an eyeball awakening thing. I was like, holy crap. I was like, I thought I was eating the same portions that I was like, I've been doing this for a while that, and I wasn't, I just kind of slipped a little bit. I got off track. So now that I started to dial more, like dial in again and like re reestablish like where my deficit should be. Um, I'm around 1600 calories now in my deficit and that's my good spot. I can't believe how much more I was eating and you know, it was just, yeah, I was gaining weight and yeah, my body was like not really happy with it. Cause I wasn't lifting a lot. Like I was doing what I was doing and it just wasn't a good mix. So now I'm in a, in a good spot. I'm starting to feel changes and, and see changes. So I'm feeling a lot happier. Am I tracking every day right now? No. Um, but I'll kind of establish my week. I'll, I, you know, I plan things out when I need to. Um, and on the weekends, I'm way more conscious now. I was not before like eating out and that would be my only meal of the day. Like I was doing the things I tell my clients not to do. Like I'm guilty of it too, guys. Hello. Um, so now like I'm back to working out on the weekends, getting up on the weekends, like eating throughout the day again, like eating more. And it is, it it's just those little things now are getting me back to where I want to be. And I feel a lot happier. I do. I'm feeling more better. Um, I'm feeling confident in my skin. Like, like I said, I don't care about my weight that because it doesn't do anything for me. Like, cool. I'm 170 pounds. Cool. I'm 150 pounds. Like, I don't know. It's just that like, I'm finally at that place in my life where I just don't care. <laughs> like that number just means nothing to me. Um, it's more just how I feel and how, when I walk around, how I smile, like I, I was saying to myself, like when I smile, like, I'm just like, I don't like my smile right now. Like, I just don't feel confident in myself. Like how am I supposed to be in front of a 
three like 30 people or over 100 people a day and I, I don't feel comfortable in my skin I don't feel comfortable demoing these exercises it's hard it's really hard I don't think people see that um people know that that I have those moments too um but I do and I just knew I, I need to I need to bust my butt a little bit I need to dial in a little bit I have to up my workouts more and stay more consistent and now that I'm doing that again like it works that's all it is, guys. It's it's simple. The more consistent you are, the more you learn about your food and you keep those workouts intense and you get that strength training, that weightlifting in, like things are going to change. Things are going to happen. And it's all just about being happier with yourself. And, you know, another thing too I've been working on is my mental health always. You guys know this. Um... You know, there's a lot more stress going on these days when it comes to working. Um, I'm not going to lie there, you know, I, I won't dive into that, but um, there's some stress there and uh, there's some stress in my family. Uh, my dad's getting older, you know, thinking about the next step. I'm getting married. We want to start a family. We want to finally move into a house. Um, we're taking very baby steps, but all of these things too with my anxiety, like I overthink, I overthink, I overthink and my sleep has been off. I've been feeling anxious lately. Um, it's probably a sign that, uh, I need to go get my medication checked out. Um, so that's actually a podcast episode I want to talk about too in the future is like, you know, anxiety medications and stuff like that and how they've affected me and, and, you know, just stop discriminating people about that because it's not a big deal. But, I, I've given myself time to get more sleep, um, given myself to feel more. And I think finding that connection back with myself has helped big time. Um, the summertime has helped. Like I felt definitely a little low, but now I'm getting back there. So it's like all of these things just play into a fact. And we have to always remember that, that you are a person at the end of the day, you deserve to be happy. You are a good person and you deserve to have good things happen to you but you deserve a body that can last a body that should be healthy. You want to have a long, healthy life. You want to grow old and be there for your family, be there for yourself. And that's my goal in life. I just want to live a long, healthy life. You guys know I want to be by a beach when I'm 95 drinking a mojito and dancing. That's all I want. That's all I want with my dogs. Lily's here. Hi girl. No, oh, okay. All right, team. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Let me know. Remember to tag and share me, guys. Like, screenshot it. Let me know. I want to see that you guys are listening and tuning in. Um, I really love when I get those screenshots and, and stuff. So, I and all the feedback. So, definitely send out the love. All right. Well, have a great day, guys. You deserve to be the best you that you can be. Always, always. It could be worse. All right. Have an awesome, awesome day, guys. I'll see you next time. All right, team, that's it. Another episode down. Thank you so much for listening. And hey, make sure if you're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe. Or if you're on Spotify, hit follow. So you can be updated with all new episodes coming out each and every week. Make sure you leave those five stars below and keep sharing it with those friends and family. Screenshot me, tag me, let me know that you're listening. And hey, guys, it could be worse. <laughs>